Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I am so grateful that you are here. So today I've labeled this podcast The New Normal, and some of my clients that I've been coaching and um, and working with have really brought to the surface something that I think really needs to be shared. Um, and it is when we go through a trial and a tribulation, right? When we go through hard times, when we go through job losses, divorce, career changes, whatever, you know, opening a new business or whatever that looks like um, in your life, we have to create a new normal. And sometimes it's hard to say, well, what is this new normal? It's so chaotic. It's so busy. My mind is all over the place. I feel different. I don't understand why this is happening or why I'm going through this or why things are not working out. And we get so distracted in the why nots or why isn't this happening or why did I have to go through this that we forget that it's an opportunity to create a new normal. See, sometimes when we go through things for so long in our lives, it becomes normal, right? And when God decides to shake things up in our lives, we forget that sometimes it's for the good. And we get stuck in the past and we forget to create this beautiful new normal. And I want to talk about Peter this morning. Because Peter is a, a very good example of us, right, in today's time. So we all remember Peter denied Jesus three times, right? We all, we all know that. We, and Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows, right? And Peter, in fact, did that. But after... Um, Jesus was put on the cross and after he was resurrected, right? Peter and some of the disciples were actually out in a boat fishing. If we remember, Jesus found Peter fishing, right? And he's standing on the shore and we can just kind of imagine, I was kind of reading the commentary and what this actual book meant. And it was saying that, um, that well, in scripture, it says, since they were not far from land, about 100 yards. Okay. So if you've ever been to the ocean or the lake or whatever, right? If it's windy or there's other people around, yelling a hundred yards is almost impossible for someone out in a boat to hear what you are saying. Right? If you're standing on land and there is someone out in a boat, right? Let's just think about 
a ski boat, right? They've got their motor running. There's a po there's possibly other people around, or maybe it's a fishing boat, and there's other people around. There's other boats. The wind is blowing. It is impossible for one person's voice to carry that far to where you can hear them clearly. But it says, it says, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him and plunged into the sea. So we know that this is a sea. We know this is an ocean, right? We know that we hear all the whoosh, whoosh of the ocean and the waves coming in and out. So hearing someone from a hundred yards away would almost be impossible from someone's natural voice. So when they realize, and it says in the commentary that it was almost like they felt the presence of Jesus, right? Because they didn't, they couldn't see, they couldn't really hear, but they did hear his voice. Cast your net on the other side. Don't we remember that this is how Jesus found Peter in the beginning? He was a fisherman. He was running a business. God called him. He was a disciple. He swore that he loved Jesus. He swore that he would follow him. He would die for him. He would do all the things. But he messed up. He messed up because he denied Jesus three times. But Jesus already knew that he would deny him three times. Can I tell you that Jesus or Jesus does not, does not qualify us based on our performance because he knew that we were going to fail. He knew that we were going to fall. He knew that we were human and we were created perfectly imperfect, right? And that we were going to mess up sometimes. We were going to get off track sometimes. But what's funny is that Peter goes back to what he knows. How, how often is it that we, our life is going okay, we go through a little hiccup in life or we go through some trials and tribulations and then we go back to what we know. Instead of creating a new normal, Instead of saying, God, what do you have for me in this season? We go back to what we knew. We go back to the comfortable. We go back to the chaos. We go back to the things that we know hurt us and abused us and took everything that we had from us. But because that's comfortable and we understand the, the, the consequences and the circumstances that are around that, it's comfortable now. We no longer feel the need to create our own new normal. When we walked off of our job and we had uh, extremely financial difficulties, a week after we walked off of our job thinking that everything was going to be just fine, we had to create a new normal. We had to make a decision. We could either go back to what we knew, what was comfortable, what was guaranteed income, 
Or we could decide to create a new normal for a better life. Did we mess up along the way? Yes. Did everything turn out perfect immediately? Absolutely not. It was a process of creating a new normal. But we can see here, and I'm, I'm in John, the book of John, chapter 21. We can see here very clearly that we are not judged based on our performance. Because God already knew that we were going to fail. He already knew that we were going to go through the hiccups. He already knew we were going to go through the addiction, through the abuse, for the trials, the tribulations, the whole thing. He knew that we were not going to live perfectly. We were going to get it how we lived. We were going to cuss. We were going to do all the things because we are human. And we can see so clearly here that even though Peter denied Jesus, he probably thought that all was lost because Jesus told me I was going to deny him. I swore I wasn't going to do it. I did it anyways um, in a brief moment of fear or hurt or betrayal or whatever he was going through at that moment. He denied him. And then we see Peter go back to what he knew because he had second guessed the fact that God was basing everything on performance. Can I tell you that God is looking at your heart? He knows that we're not perfect. He knows we're going to do some things that we regret. He knows that we are, we're going to fall short or we're going to be fearful or we're going to have limiting beliefs or self-worth issues or we're going to doubt what is going on in our lives right now. But can I tell you, he knows you're not going to perform perfectly. But a lot of us fall short because we want to perform. When we perform, we are performing for the world. We are not performing for Jesus. Because he wants us to perform from the inside out, not from the outside in. We may have denied him several times. We may have gotten off track. We, we may have cussed a little or... or we, we may have been in the streets or we may have done so many things wrong. But he doesn't look at your performance from the outside. He's looking at your performance from the inside. So when you're going through changes in your life and you're second guessing yourself and you're saying, maybe I should just go and find something exactly like that. Maybe I should just go back and do that again. You're second guessing the new normal. You're going back to the thing that is comfortable. You're going back to the thing where you know that you're going to feel like crap, that you're going to second guess yourself every day. You're going to be miserable every single day of your life. But it's easier than creating a new normal. Sometimes God takes the wind out of our sails so that we can take a breath, so that we can get refocused, so we can see something new and create a new normal. God does not 
want his children to be hurt and and in pain and second guessing themselves and depressed and anxious and all the things. He doesn't want his children to be like that. But because we have have adapted ourselves to chaos and busyness and we feed the things that we have created in our own heads such as limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, self-talk, self-sabotaging behaviors, we this is normal for us. So we continue to seek out these same things instead of saying, I am going to create a new normal. If you're going through depression, if you're going through anxiety, if you're going through a breakup or a divorce or a career change or a job loss or homelessness or addiction or whatever it is, it's time to create a new normal. I have been working with um, some people and one is, is saying, you know, how do you do this? How do you create the new normal? Right? And on the other one, she's already creating her new normal. And I check in with her and I say, you know, what have you got done this week? How, what have you achieved this week? And the other day she told me, and I was so proud of her because we sit on our coaching sessions and we create goals and I give her assignments and challenges that are going to challenge her throughout the week, right? Because that's what she needs. That's what she pays me for, is to coach her. So we do a discovery, right? We discover what is holding her back. Now that she knows what is holding her back, she's wrote the letters, she's doing the work, right? She set the goals and I said, how many, how much of your stuff have you got done this week? She says, all of it except one thing. How many times have you done your your walking this week? Almost three times, so she has one more. I said, how do you feel about yourself? She says, I am so proud of myself. Which makes me proud because it's her creating a new normal. There might be a little bit of coaching in this podcast this morning. Because she's created the new normal. See, we think that creating a new normal has got to be something extravagant, something big, something, you know, out of the ordinary. But creating a new normal is simply something small. Starting with something small. I'm going to read my Bible every morning. I'm going to take a walk every morning. I am going to go get my car inspected. I am, I need to do my resume. I need to send my resume out to five people today or 10 people today, or I need to call the people that I put my resume in already. I need to call the business and check and make sure that they received it because I'm eager to get the job. I want to lose weight, okay? Then I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm going to write down everything that I eat. I'm going to make sure that I exercise for 30 to 45 minutes a day. I'm going to do the things. I'm going to do the meal prep. I'm going to go buy the healthy groceries. It's something of, it's like setting a to-do list, right? That you're going to do every single day. And doing it, committing to yourself, right? Nobody else is asking you to commit to them. Nobody else is asking you to do all these things for them. This is for you. 
And when you begin to create your new normal, you will begin to see God begin to move in that. Because he didn't draw you out of one thing to leave you right here in the middle. He drew you out of that so that he can put you into something greater. See, we get discouraged in the valley or in the middle or or whatever you want to call it, right? We get discouraged in the valley because all we can see is the mountaintop. All we can do is we can just keep looking up and we keep looking up and seeing the mountaintop and we're so discouraged and why does it look like it's going to take so long to get there and why am I not there already? I should be there. I'm not far enough along. And you begin to create these self-sabotaging um, behaviors and mindset. And it keeps you stuck. When we had to create a new normal, it was not easy, right? It wasn't easy for my husband to go out in 110 degree heat and sell, and sell our products out of the back of a car, right? It wasn't easy having eviction notices on our door because we, he was going out making money every single day to try to stockpile and pay bills for two houses because we didn't live together at the time. He was trying to make sure that all of our mouths were fed. We still had children living at home at that point in time. And, and he still, he, we were trying to create the new normal, but there was moments and days that it felt like we were not going to make it through. There were sacrifices. There was, there was moments of very uh, long and hard prayers, right? There was moments that I second-guessed that this was going to work. And I'm sure that he did too at moments when he's standing out in the heat in not the best neighborhood and seeing all the craziness that's going down. And he's there and he's like determined to, to make this work. We had to create a new normal. And creating a new normal at the beginning is not easy. But if you continue and continue and continue and continue, you're going to see yourself take step after step after step. You're going to see things begin to move in your life. It's not based on your performance. It's based on your heart. Where is your heart? Let me coach you on another thing. If you're on here and you're struggling and you cannot figure out what your new normal is, you're stuck in the valley, you're going through trials, you're going through tribulations, I want you to write a letter, okay? I'm all about writing, right? Write a letter to yourself a year from now. Meaning, what do you want your life to look like a year from now? Write it as the person a year from now. I have a fabulous I have a fabulous job and I have gotten two promotions in the last year. I all of my bills are paid. My family is thriving. Um write it as if you are there already. And then what I want you to do is I want you to use that right? And backtrack. What do I need to do now to get to there? You need to set goals. 
right? Small goals. I need a morning routine. I need to make sure that I'm reading. I need to make sure that um, I am putting out applications every day. I need to make sure that I am volunteering. I need to make sure that I know what my passions are, right? I need to know where I need to volunteer. See, where a lot of us fall short is we get stuck in where we were, right? We get stuck in where we were. Write down the things that you're passionate about, right? Write down the people that you, the types of people that you want to help, right? That you feel like your purpose to help or that you're educated enough to help. Listen, I'm not saying educated as in I have all these degrees. I'm saying educated as in life experiences. And I want you to write those down. And you create your new normal based on that. Right? You create your new normal based on your passions and the things that you feel like you are purposed to do. What does that look like? So if, if you um, love to work with the elderly, right? Maybe try to find a job doing something within an elderly community. And don't disqualify yourself from doing that because you probably have what it takes. If it's your thing, if you're ordained to do it, if you're called to do it, then God will make it happen. I'm going through that right now, right? You know, I was talking, I also have a spiritual mentor, just met with her for the first time last, last or actually this week. Um, and excuse me. And, um, and we were talking, right. And I was like, you know, I'm doing coaching, but I feel driven to therapy because there are so many people in need of therapy or in need of help and healing and wholeness that don't have the funds to do that. So could I create a ministry around that where I pay it forward to help people to heal and be whole that are homeless or in addiction and they don't have the funds to pay for therapy or they don't know the resources to get the therapy, right? But also make a, build a business off of this. That requires me to go back to college. And I, my undergraduate loans are looking really little, like what I have left is, doesn't look like enough, right? And I found a school with scholarships. I found a, a university that has, you know, a lower um, class, you know, amount and things of that nature that it cost. And I started filling out the application and they're asking me for, to write an essay and to, um, do reading and comprehension tests, and which I've never had to do that before. And I've been to two other colleges and I've never had to do those tests. But they made me do the test. And I said, God, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I know you're going to make it happen. Sometimes we have to commit to things that we're not absolutely for sure if it's going to happen. But just to make, because if it is, you've got you've to try it. You don't know unless you try You don't know if you're called until you try. You don't know that God has ordained you for this a long time if you don't try. If you don't have the conversations, if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't make the routine, if you don't do all the things. But again, 
Jesus says to Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Do you, Peter, do you love me? Shepherd my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. He was calling him again. Because he was calling Peter to a new normal. Because he had already been called, just like you've already been called. The promise has already been put on your life. We get off track. We do our own thing. We have all these self-sabotaging behaviors. We go through trials and tribulations. We find ourselves in the pit. We find ourselves in the valley. We find ourselves stuck in the middle and distracted and unfocused and totally discouraged. And we go back to what we know. And guess who finds us again? Jesus. He finds us again. He finds us in the midst of us being comfortable. Doing what we know and okay with what we know. But he calls us out again. See, it's not based on our performance to the world. It's based on our performance from the heart. We get so caught up in social media, in our world, and all the things that we lose sight that performance is not for the world. We don't have to show up every day and perform for other human beings. We have to Wake up every day and perform from the heart for the man, for the for the the one who created us in his image. We don't have to perform for men or women who are just as messed up as we are. Who have also been through the trials and the tribulations and the addiction and the prison and all the things, right? The homelessness and all the things. We don't have to perform for them. We have to perform for God. He looks at our heart posture. He looks at our heart posture. Where is your heart posture today? Are you in a a moment where you're like, I don't know what to do, God. And and, and you're feeling a tug one way. But but it's, it's fearful. You're fearful and you're scared. So you feel yourself kind of retracting back into where you were. He's calling you out to a new normal. He's calling you out to something greater. He's calling you. No matter what you've done, where you've been, how you've performed, how you've not performed, however it is, he's calling you out to a new normal. But he needs you to take a step. He needs you to get up and show up for your own life. He needs you to begin to look at the things in which he has called you to do that you have not yet stepped out into yet. He is calling you again. You've gotten off track, but like Peter, Jesus came and he says, feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Where is your heart posture today?
Are you bitter or angry or resentful or you're fearful of judgment or you feel like you're doing everything wrong and nothing is and nothing right is happening or or you feel like you're doing everything right and and nothing is ha- and everything is happening wrong? Where is your heart posture? Because God is trying to call you out to a new normal. He's trying to call you out to something greater and to new levels. And he's asking you to take the step. Do you love me? Is what he's saying. Do you, do you love me? Do you trust me? Do you believe that I've called you? Do you have faith to know that I'm not going to leave you in this situation? I didn't call you to this situation to stay here. I called you in this situation because I had to take the wind out of your sails for a moment so that I could get you grounded. You would take a breath and you could soar again. I didn't take the wind out of your sails for you to sit here. Because my calling and my anointing for your life is greater than you could ever imagine. But you got to have the faith of a mustard seed. You may have done wrong. You may have got off track. But he says, do you love me? He's calling you again. Are you going to answer? Are you going to walk into the, the fact that you, that God is creating you a new normal? Can you walk into the fact that he didn't just get you into this position to leave you here? There's abundance on the other side of this. There's breakthrough on the other side of this. But I need you today to begin to create the new normal. Take the step of creating the new normal. Stop casting your net on the other side of the boat where you know you're not going to catch any fish. Stop going back to the same things that hurt you or betrayed you or got you feeling bad about yourself. Jesus is saying, do you love me? I'm calling you to a new normal. I'm calling you out. I'm setting you apart. Can you commit to a new normal today? Can you commit to getting up every day, creating the morning routine, saying your prayers, taking your walk, looking for your jobs? It's simple. Once you begin to do it, the job will begin, the jobs will come. The the wholeness will come. The healing will come. The intimacy with God will come. All the things will begin to come, but it starts with you creating a new normal for yourself. Not the old normal, not the current normal, but the new normal. So today, what does that new normal look like to you? Where do you see your new normal in a year from now? Can you envision it? Can you imagine it? Because if you can imagine yourself a year from now doing amazing and having all the things in the ministry and the new job and your family is thriving, if you can imagine it, you can walk in it. So today I'm encouraging you to look into your new normal. Embrace your new normal. 
create your new normal. Because God is trying to take you to new levels. I pray today that you will write the letter to your future self a year from now. I pray that you will write down all the things that you want to do every day to create your new normal. I pray today that you will understand that God is calling you again. He's not, he's not judging you by your performance to the world. He's judging you by your heart posture and your heart performance. Where is your heart at? It's time to create the new normal. It's time to go to the new levels. It's time to envision something greater than what you see right now. Because God is moving and he is taking you to new levels. But you have to create the new normal. You have to take the step. You've got to have a little bit of faith and a whole lot of belief. So today, I hope and pray that this touches the ears that needs to hear it. I hope today that you will write the letter. I hope today that you will create the new normal, create the to-do list, create the morning routine, create all of the things. And I pray that you would begin to do these things and that God would really begin to move in your life. It's your heart posture. It's your heart performance. It's not what others think about you or what others say about you or what others feel that you're qualified for because it's all in what God says you're qualified for. God will put you in rooms and offices and in meetings and on podcasts that you feel disqualified for, but he will put you there because you're called to be there. But you have got to create the new normal. You've got to see yourself somewhere other than where you are right now. So today, I pray you have a blessed day. I pray that you begin to create your new normal because God is trying to take you to new levels. So I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.